What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode number 171 of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. It might be a bit of a stretch to call this the beginning of a new era for the podcast, but I am certainly excited about what is to come for the show. As I mentioned last week, after over two years as part of the Alberta Podcast Network, I have left the network and will be sourcing my own advertisers from the podcast from now on. This will give me control over the ads you hear and will give me the opportunity to use the podcast as a vehicle for barbecue-related businesses to get their messages out. You will hear from one of those companies a little later on. You might have also noticed a new opening for the show. For a while now, I've been asking my guests what barbecue means to them, and I have compiled some of those answers into a montage to begin each episode. My plan is to keep this fluid and add new responses from time to time. Hope you enjoy it. To kick off the changes to the podcast, I'm excited to have a guest this week who is very well known here in Calgary and Alberta. Jerry Forbes, retired from radio a few years back after a legendary run as the host of the morning show on CJ92. And in his time on air, Jerry cultivated a reputation of caring and giving back to the community. Jerry is also a part owner of Booker's Barbecue Grill and Crab Shack here in Calgary and gives us an update on their search for a new location. And he has recently gotten into the podcast game as co-host of the Jerry Forbes and Brother Jake show with fellow Canadian Broadcasting Hall of Famer Brother Jake Edwards. A big thank you to Stephen and the crew at the Pig and Duke downtown for hosting us while we recorded the episode. Have you checked out After the Cook live on YouTube every Tuesday and also in podcast form on all your favorite podcatchers? Eat More Barbecue Digital Media is pleased to be helping with production of the podcast version of the show. To find out how Eat More Barbecue Digital Media can help you with consulting, recording, voice work, or full production, email us at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. My good friend Alan Horbin has graciously provided all the music you hear on this podcast. Please check him out on YouTube. That's Alan with one L, Horbin, H-O-R-A-B-I-N. Alan's a wonderful man and a very talented musician, and I appreciate his support of this show. Welcome back, everybody, another episode of the podcast, and really uh, excited about this one. Uh, if you're here in the Calgary area, uh, this man that's uh, sitting across the table from me today is absolutely a legend. Stop uh, it. Oh, stop it. <laughs> uh, a radio, uh, retired now radio host, a restaurateur, a podcaster now. Uh, really excited to be here at uh, we're at the Pig and Duke with uh, the one and only Jerry Forbes. And Jerry. I'm just lucky to be alive at my age, so it's good. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Jerry. Thank How you are very you? much. Thanks for doing this. How are you doing today? Excellent. Uh, quick question before we get into things uh, that I ask all the guests. Yep. What does barbecue mean to you? Well, um, as you know, we own uh, part of a restaurant, Booker's Barbecue, and um, I've always loved barbecue. I've always loved brisket, ribs, chicken, smoked wings, all that sort of stuff. Yep. So. I was part of two other restaurants before that. We had Forbes Libations in Nosh, which was a uh, pizza place that mm-hmm. we had up in the Northwest. Yep. Uh, and then I had another one called Stonehill, uh, which was where Brewster's is now, okay. up in the Northeast. But the restaurant was a little too high-end for the area, so we yep. got an offer from um, 
uh, Canadian brew house to sell it, so okay. we decided to get rid of that property. Yep. And at that point, uh, Lance said, what about barbecue? I said, I love barbecue. Yep. So I took my money and threw it into Booker's. Awesome. And we were killing it till last year when COVID hit. Yep. And then we had a uh, nasty landlord that wouldn't cut us a break, so we had to shut down Booker's. Uh, take all of our stuff out of there. We had to leave the smokers because they were too huge, too to big move. to move. Yeah, but we'd been there forever. It yeah. was an old abandoned warehouse. Yep. It used to be the old Kingfisher Fish Market. Yeah, and it was a great place. The only it was. we didn't have great. parking, uh, yeah. so that was that was the only problem down there. But the decor that we had in the building yeah. was unbelievable. Loved it. But yep. great we decided to move on, so we have a new plan now. Excellent. Well, we'll and, get into that in yeah. a bit here. Uh, uh, folks, obviously, here in the Calgary area are quite familiar with you through your uh, your years at CJ, but a little bit of background. And my many arrests, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where'd you grow up? Where's home for you? Originally? I grew up in, uh, well, I was born in Edmonton. Okay. And my father was a radio guy in Edmonton yep. at 630 Ched. And then my parents got divorced, moved to Toronto when I was three. Okay. And my mom was stuck with us. And uh, grew up in Toronto, went to, you know, public school, mm-hmm. junior high, senior high. And then when I graduated back in 1975, uh, I was 17, Yep. and I decided to uh, get into radio, because yep. I'd been practicing since I was 13 with sure. two cassette machines and nice. sending stuff to my dad, and my dad would critique it and send it back to me. Oh, awesome. And I thought I was ready to make the move and get into radio. Yep. So I uh, had to forego my, my uh, graduation ceremony and fly to Kamloops and... All my friends were kind enough to say they were spending time with my girlfriend while I was away. And I said, boy, I certainly appreciate that. And there I am in a, uh, I was in a uh, one-room hotel suite for three months, yep. making $800 a month, saying to myself, I wonder if I made the right move. Yeah, no doubt. Eh? Uh, so after being at Kamloops for eight months, I thought, you know what, uh, it's got to be better than this. So I thought I was better than I was. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was lucky enough to move back to Ontario. I got an offer because I did well in school from I- IBM. Okay. So I went to work for IBM for a while. Then I thought, boy, this is really not me. And Mark, I'm there? Uh, right in Toronto. Oh, in Toronto, uh, okay. Uh, just in North York. Yeah. And uh, I thought, this is, I had to try it to see if I, if I could uh, sure. you know, yep. adjust to that. And I went, no, I really miss radio, even yep. though you make no money whatsoever. So I got an offer from a radio station in Hamilton called Cham, and I moved to Cham in Hamilton and yep. uh, started my career there and uh, managed to make it up to the big time within two years and was doing the morning show at Cham when I was 21. Nice. Yeah. So a fairly quick uh, I, Yeah, rise, I worked my huh? ass off. I yeah. did. I really did. I worked my butt off. I took a lot of chances that other guys wouldn't. Yep. Uh, and by taking chances, I managed to, you know, jump jumped the queue, yep. and uh, was able to, uh, to to get on, got into Chum being, before the internet, I did the internet, I did an information sheet, I would gather everything from every book stand oh, wow. around the world, yep. and every daily have everything, I'd go pick it up, and I'd write a information sheet that was very much like the internet would be, yeah. so when guys did their shows, they were super prepared, but everybody on that radio station was American, except for me, Oh wow! so I had to, I had to crack the lineup. And I got a shot one night to do the all-night show in Toronto, and yep. we had a cume of, uh, what, a million six hundred thousand people. So, t- super scared, yeah. uh, but managed to pull through, and then got a, got uh, replaced the guy doing nine to noon, and then nine to noon right to the morning show. So I was very fortunate. Awesome. And then uh, what? When did you head out this way? Uh, well, back then I went to work for another radio station, uh, CKFM, and uh, honed my craft in FM because I was an AM before. Right. And uh, 
It's funny, the guy Gary Slate, uh, okay. multi, he's a billionaire. Yeah. Uh, worked my ass, he, he worked me really hard, and I was really quite a novice then. And my brother quit. My brother was the program director, so he fired me right after that, and we had quite the set to. And so I said, okay. So while I was driving home from that, from being fired in Toronto, yep. I had four job offers on the phone by the time I got home. Nice. So I went to Vancouver to see if I liked it. I flew to Calgary to see if I liked it. I had one in Tampa Bay and one back in Toronto, but it's not the station I wanted to work for, so yep. I, I picked Calgary. Awesome. Came out here. I knew one person yep. who I'm meeting after I, I see you today. Oh, nice. Yep. <laughs> and managed to uh, just work my butt off mm -hmm. uh, at the radio station doing community service and First thing I did was uh, climb the tower at McMahon Stadium because the Stampeders were going broke, so we yep. had a campaign called SOS Save, Save Our Stamps. Our stamps yep. So I lived in the uh, in the tower at the, at McMahon Stadium for five days during a thunderstorm, which was not the brightest <laughs> thing to do. But lived up there with a case of beer, and people would bring me food, barbecue, yep. as a matter of fact. Perfect. Yeah. And um, I managed to make it through the five days. We raised the money for the Stampeders. Yep. I got to meet Doug Flutie. Stan Peters hired me on to do their uh, speaking at the games. Yeah, you were the on-field guy. On-field yep. host. And then I turned that into a monologue and got in lots of trouble with the CFL, but the Stan Peters yeah. loved it, so yep. it was great, and it put more people in the stands, and that's, uh, that's how I pretty started, made my name when I first came to Calgary. Awesome. So where do you see, or how do you feel like the radio industry has changed now from when you came uh, in? I was really lucky. I got in at the top of a big wave, if, if you were a surfer, and I got mm. to ride it right to the shore. Yep. Because I got in pre-internet, uh, and uh, once you got really good at what you did, and uh, you started to draw numbers, you know, a share point was worth, you know, million five hundred thousand to the radio station, so mm. they could pay you accordingly. So I could make some really big money and do really well, and uh, uh, managed to carve out a great career out of it and had several job offers and was able to have, make a really good life that yeah. that I never expected. Uh, but then the internet hit. And when mm. the internet hit and there's podcasting like we're doing yeah. and there's so many other options, Spotify, Apple Music, there's yep. so many different ways to go that um, it really affected radio, affected radio advertising because... You could you could uh, geotag people on the internet. You could um, you could sell the the uh, advertising way cheaper. So salaries uh, and then and then all the radio companies billionaires saw this coming and they went you know mm -hmm. what I'm going to get out yep. and I'm going to sell to a corporation. And once the corporations bought it, they just destroyed it. Yep. And unfortunately, um, revenues down I would say seventy percent. Wow. Um, the internet's pretty much killed it. Yep. I've got friends working that, that would be making five times their salary, yeah. and um, they'll never make the money that we did. Yeah, I've heard you say that before, that the, the money you, that you made. You'll never, you'll never make that again. Yeah. Um, but these guys are super talented, but yeah. also with the cancel culture and everything else that we have now, you can't do what I used to do on the radio. Yeah. So that's why now we're doing it on the internet. Yep. We have huge numbers on our podcast, and if you don't like it, don't listen. So yep. it's just great. You, yep. know? Yep. you couldn't tell that to your program director. No, exactly. Yep. When, you're the boss, when you're the boss, <laughs> yep. you could say, we're going to roll the dice again because 
anything I've done in my entire life is taking chances. Yeah. Taking chances gets you to number one. Yeah, and I think your your radio show here in Calgary on CJ, you were certainly kind of known for oh. pu- pushing the envelope, pushing the limits I was, a little uh, bit. was number one on the Canadian Broadcast Standards <laughs> Council yeah. um, hit list. So, yeah. uh, is that just who you are, or did you see? No, they didn't have a rule book. So yeah. I just thought, if you haven't got a rule book, yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah. And then when they called you on it, I go, well, you didn't give me a format to follow. You didn't give me the rules. Right. You didn't tell so me I, I couldn't do this. No. Right? So I met the guy who was the, uh, was the head of the Canadian Broadcast Standards Council. And we hit it off. And I go, guys, all you got to do is get, you know, tell us where the line is. Yeah. And we'll go right to it and we won't break it. We became friends. And then after I got to know the guy and I said, see, we haven't gone over it since you told us how far we could go. Okay. So it was, it was like walking into quicksand. Yeah. 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 I guess is what I'm asking. Is that is that just your personality? Is that pushing the limits? No, not or, my, not really. I, but I knew what people wanted to hear. You saw so, it as a, a way yeah. to succeed in the business, right? right? So okay. it wasn't the real Jerry, but the yeah. Jerry on the radio had to be different because the real Jerry's kind of boring. So the guy on the radio had to yeah. be out there. So yeah. I would take all kinds of chances. Right. Awesome. Um, you've had, uh, obviously, through your years, chances to meet lots of folks. Oh, who yeah. would you, who would you I, say I kind of the, the biggest, well, the biggest name, biggest celebrity? Uh, President Jimmy Carter, that was oh, kind of wow. cool. Yeah. Met him in Toronto amidst all the Secret Service people and everything and yeah. got to interview him. Yeah. Um, you name them. I mean, they've all come through, right? All the yeah. stars from Saturday Night Live. I met yeah. all those guys. Norm MacDonald, who yeah. just passed away. Yeah, that's a... Yeah. Uh, Chris Kattan. Um, I could go through almost every comedian that was ever on there, and yeah. we met those guys, all kinds of rock bands. Yep. Def Leppard was kind enough. I pushed the hell out of one of their albums. Okay. So they were kind enough to give me a platinum record oh, and nice. get invited backstage to meet all the guys. Then yep. I got to introduce them and sat front row. Awesome. That was fantastic. Yep. Gord Downey became a good friend of mine, and then I found out that he lived uh, eight doors down from me in Toronto. Oh, no way. <laughs> and we drank at the same bar, and we had no idea. <laughs> yep. And uh, so I invited Gord. He was such a nice guy. We were doing a concert in uh, in uh, the back uh, backyard of a Calgarian here. Okay, yeah. Gord Downey shows up. Nice. So uh, you know, when you have friends like that, you're yeah. going to do okay. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you touched on it at the beginning there. The re- the restaurant biz will kind of move away from the radio industry. Um, yeah, I was very fortunate. So I had quite a name in town yeah. here, and um, I was known for my community service and and known that I was here to help people. Yeah. And since I had a good reputation, I was approached by a restaurant group. They said, would you consider naming a restaurant after you? Yeah, I remember up in, the, in Northland. Yeah, Forbes, Libations, and Nosh. Yep. And I said, sure. Yep. Little did I know that everything that went right or wrong would be directed at me through email. <laughs> so uh, it, was, it was more than I expected, but it was fun doing the restaurant. I, yep. I learned how to, uh, you know, t- to actually work in a kitchen. Yep. And uh, worked with some great partners, George Katernakis, who now owns all the Verona Pizzas here. That was okay. my partner. Okay. And uh, we had a marvelous time for six years there opening that restaurant. Yep. And I just had a ball. Yeah. And then after that, I was approached by the Vintage Group. Vintage, yeah. And uh, Lance Herdeby said, we'd like to see if you want to invest some money in Vintage. And so then that's when I got into Stonehill Tavern. And, right. and then after that, Booker's. Booker's, yeah. 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 That's so awesome. thank goodness I didn't have to cook because they they were doing fine dining <laughs> yeah, at that yeah. point. So I didn't have to do any your of that. Your involvement ended. I up, was uh, just the face and the guy who <laughs> yeah. answered the emails. Yeah, yeah. I remember going to the place in North yeah. across from Northland Mall. It's a there, beautiful restaurant, great little spot. Yeah, we had a tower in there with the wine. Yeah, the, I'm trying to. to the roof. A lot. That's a bunch of years ago. The yeah. memory's a little foggy, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember going in there. So and yeah. then Booker's after that, and Booker's has been a huge success. Yeah, yeah. yeah we did. Uh, I've done a few things with yeah. them over the last couple of years, and uh, sorry to see them. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, you know, but here's what we're doing. It's yeah, I was going to cool. say, you can, is so, anything yeah. anything you can talk about? Uh, so we're we're moving to Heritage Drive and McLeod Trail. There okay. used to be a water park there. Yeah, okay. And um, we've taken that water park and managed to work a great rent deal where we just pay the taxes for, I think, three years. Yeah. So we're building a trailer park, sort of, a okay. barbecue. Okay. So when you walk in, it'll appear to be a trailer park, but yeah. it'll be manufactured housing that looks like an old Louisiana crab shack. Nice. Then in the summertime, we'll have a huge picnic area, and uh, you'll be able to eat outside. Yep. And we'll surround it with different trailers with smokers in them. And yeah. There'll be all different little venues you can visit when you're there. Okay. And we can just tow everything in. The infrastructure's there. We can hook it up, and we're hoping to be open by Christmas. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's exciting news. Yeah. Yeah, I've I been, think uh, when you see that, it's something new. No one's yeah, done it here. So, and I think when you see the concept, you'll go, wow, that was so simple. So Heritage and McLeod. I'm yeah. just trying to picture that kind of the... Yeah, it's, it's right on the corner. North, the northwest used, corner? Yeah, there yeah, used yeah. to be a water park there. Okay. So they took yeah. the water park down because yeah. it's Calgary, and you can use it for one month. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that seemed like a good idea at the time, <laughs> yeah, I no guess. Doubt, yeah. So we uh, we spoke to the landlord there, who was yeah. a friend of Lance and, and done some stuff with Vintage. Yeah. And we managed to work out a deal, and that's what we're going to be doing. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. We'll be... Uh, yeah, it's gonna watching be cool. for uh, watching for developments yeah. on that sounds like an interesting idea. Just uh, I think you'll like it. Yeah. yeah, you could almost bring in other food vendors if you yeah. wanted, or well, whatever. Or right? food trucks too, if yeah, you want. Exactly. If you want to yeah. have a festival there or yeah. whatever, oh, it's a awesome. huge, huge lot. Well, that's exciting. That's exciting. So um, let's get into the the, the new podcast. Uh, fairly new part of it. it's the Dean Blundell Network. Is that yeah? So uh, Dean um, Dean and Matt Kundal, who's okay. also part of the network, two very big podcasters. Yeah. Dean was a huge radio star in Toronto. Okay. And got into a little trouble with the Canadian Broadcast Standards Council and the CRTC. Yeah. And Dean was making uh, an enormous salary, so they let him go. Sure. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Dean's a go-getter. He just okay. he's, he wasn't going to give up. He tried sports radio for a while, but. That didn't work out, and he got sick of, of having bosses that were just on him all the time. Right. Because he did a very irreverent show, too. So he decided, you know what, I'm going to get into podcasting. Yep. I'm going to find the best guy at it, Matt Kundal, and then I'm going to start uh, adding people. To, uh, he does, uh, you pick a topic, he's got someone doing okay. a podcast on it, and he tests all the numbers to see if they're good enough, they're going to make the grade, and then yep. he either hires them or says, thank you very much for trying, and we'll see you later. Yep. So he just interviewed my, me one day and talking about radio stories, and I, I gave him some really good behind-the-scenes yep. stories that we couldn't even tell on the radio. Yeah. And he was laughing his ass off, and uh, I heard, uh, then I heard Brother Jake come on. I listened to his podcast and yep. laughed my ass off because he did so many funny things. Yeah. Uh, just one, for instance, on uh, when he first got to Winnipeg. Um, there's a big river there, I guess. I'm not Red sure. Red River, yeah. Right, and they had a uh, boating festival. Yes, yeah, I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> and he thought it'd be funny to get a guy, his co-host, dressed up like a doctor and then put prosthetic arms on him with blood pellets and then kick the, uh, kick the, uh, the festival off with a 650-horsepower boat pulling this guy off a dock. Yep. And then he didn't tell a soul. And the guy's arms looked like he ripped his arms off. There was blood skirting everywhere. He was <laughs> bouncing along the water. People were screaming. Babies were running. The TV cameras were rolling. And that's how he got to start there. So I was crying laughing because that's exactly what I would do. Yep, yep. And then um, Dean said, hey, why don't you guys do a podcast? And we go, because we don't really want to. <laughs> and uh, he goes, come on. And we thought, no, we're not, we, we, I can't be bothered. I yeah. have enough money. I don't need to. And then we said, okay, we'll do one for you. So we did the one, 
tested really well, and yeah. Dean goes, please, come on board, and yep. you have some fun doing it, and you can do whatever you want, and we'll sell the sponsors. We'll look after all the advertising. We'll send you the equipment, and you guys just tell stories. So I said, absolutely. So yep. we did it, and uh, it, strangely enough, uh, is one of the best podcasts on the network. Yep. And uh, we've locked out, and uh, Jake and I are having fun doing it. Well, that's awesome. I was telling you before we started recording, it's cool for me because I grew up in Winnipeg. Yeah. So I remember, bro- so you to Jake I remember brother Jake from there. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously uh, being here for the and last. Of course, uh, he's the champ. The champ. And the yep. champ was uh, probably the best radio bit in Canada no ever kidding, done. Yeah. And uh, getting to work with him. And having the same sense of humor. It's funny because I'm a really organized guy, and Jake's just a freewheeler. Yep. So he laughs at me because I have to. I have everything laid out properly. And he just yep. he calls you calls me Type A. That's yep. my nickname. Yeah. Yep. But having the two of us work together oh, with his, his yeah. creativity and my my sense of organization and, mm-hmm. and warped sense of humor. Yeah. We're like brothers. So it's yeah, fantastic. It's definitely a similar sense I guess of humor. He is a brother, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, brother Jake. Yeah. yeah I remember uh, his his. I think he mentioned it on one of the episodes. He did ads in Winnipeg for a, a Pontiac dealership. Yes. A w- wicked was yes, his, uh, yeah, yeah. his tagline. Yeah, so when yeah. I hear his name, that's... Uh, oh, he's just great. He, yeah. he just does such funny stuff. And, yep. Uh, I don't, he doesn't tell me what's coming. Yep. I don't tell him what's coming. Yeah, so to, we hear yeah. the bits for the first time, and it just you see natural reaction. Yep. It's awesome. Uh, you've touched on it a little bit. Uh, I guess, the, sorry, just the, the name of the podcast for folks that want to find it's it. It's called Jerry Forbes and Bro Jake. All right. And Bro Jake hates that. He should, why don't we call it Jake and Jerry? Jake and Jerry, said, yeah. You can call it two old farts if you want. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your community involvement, that's been a big, uh, well, a big my, thing my father, you, right? my father started Santa's Anonymous uh, right. in Alberta. And uh, when we were kids, he made sure that every kid that was underprivileged, uh, moms and dads that were going through a tough time living in housing projects, he made sure that everybody got a gift. Yep. He would get the staff from Chad to go out, one guy dressed as Santa Claus, pull up at the house, and on Christmas Eve would drop off presents for everybody. Yep. And now it's grown into a massive undertaking, so much so that uh, they have opened up a massive warehouse in Edmonton, and it's called the Jerry Forbes Center. And um, they took every uh, charity in Edmonton in northern Alberta, put it under one roof, so... Uh, Heart and Stroke could work with the Red Cross. The Red okay. Cross yep. could work with um, uh, uh, United Way, uh, Cancer Foundation. Everybody could work under one roof and help each other. Right. So that has been his legacy. Plus, nice. uh, we learned that as kids through him, mm-hmm. that uh, if you have an opportunity to have a, a platform like radio, yep. uh, that you should give back. So I started the Jerry Forbes Secret Wish, mm-hmm. and uh, we raised millions and millions of dollars to buy uh, school buses for special needs kids, build playgrounds, send kids away to Disneyland on private jets, heart uh, operations for kids that weren't covered by the Alberta Health uh, um, card, Mm -hmm. Um, eye operations, um, rapes where a a woman had been raped to put her in a safe home, fires when someone's house burned down. Mm -hmm. I, I got to work with the Calgary Police and the Calgary Fire Department, so... They would call me if they knew these people were not covered the night of something going on. Right. And we would make sure that that night these people were looked after. And then it just kept growing and growing. And every Friday we would go out and knock on someone's door. Yep. After somebody had sent us a letter, we'd investigate it with an investigator and make sure everything was legit. Yep. We would show up at the door with money and anything they needed to get by. Nice. So it, it ended up, it's still going now. Yeah. Um, 
took my name off it because I've left the radio station, but the yep. guys doing it, Jesse and JD, are doing an amazing Still job. Doing, yeah, Just keeping and, it going. And uh, now they have the internet to work with too, so right. it's worked out fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah. you mentioned uh, we're here at the Pig and Duke. Uh, Stevens oh, uh, just behind Steven, us here. Yeah, here. He's, both of his restaurants got destroyed within two days, yeah. and then his house. Forgot to tell you, his house, the roof also oh, gave way. This all happened three oh. things in one day. And then they had a trailer stolen or something too. Didn't he they? had his yeah. trailer stolen. Everything that bad that could happen <laughs> yeah, no happened kidding. to him. So yep. I organized a fundraiser with all uh, competing restaurants, uh, beer companies, um, anybody else that had come to the Pig and Duke yep. downtown or here. And guys like Ernie Sue on Trolley Five, and yep. um, the guys at Village Brewery, and uh, Graham from Toolshed, yep. and we all got together and uh, we raised a ton of money to keep the restaurant staff paid during renovations to be fixed, and then COVID hit. Yeah, getting it. So huh? he managed to make it through all that, yep. meander through all those disasters, didn't have to get through COVID, and the restaurants are still open and doing well. Awesome. It's just the, the restaurant industry in Calgary is amazing. It is, yeah, real. And uh, resilient. The, yeah, the more I kind of get involved right. or into it, uh, mm-hmm. there's a real community uh, there, it's right? Fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, Everybody works yeah. together. Yeah. Um, Ernie's. Uh, Ernie at, to, at Trolley 5. Oh, is, yeah, he just does, does amazing a ton of things, stuff, yeah. yeah. And yeah. now we've got this, the COVID stuff we're coming through, and, of course, the yeah. identification issue came in. So Stephen's very careful about that. Yep. And they followed all the... Uh, you know, all the rules and regulations through the summer and yep. managed to survive. Yeah, it's good to, uh, yeah. good to see. The the ones that make it through are going to be the... And then, of course, I told you, I make great friends like Graham Sherman, oh, hey. yeah. who is Mr. Barbecue. Absolutely, yeah. That guy's got notorious PIG uh, yeah, up at the brewery, and yep. now we've hired him on at Booker's as to, to be a consultant because his awesome. barbecue is so good. He's, yeah. And he's also the king of the sous vide. He knows how to cook with that thing, yep. too. Yeah, Graham. And he makes a pretty good beer. He makes some decent yeah. beer as well. We're yeah. enjoying a, a people skills yes, here. Yes, we so. are. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> no, it's great to see that uh, even though you're not directly involved as with the radio anymore you're still still a part of that community and still still good friends yeah. um with the ctv folks and with everybody who works at cj they're all yep. my buddies so because yep. i left on um my of my own choice and, yep. and retired at the right age and they had a huge party for me and a yep. great send-off and nice and uh, jd and i and jesse are best buds so yeah. it's good yeah, I don't think uh, I don't know that much about the radio industry, but I don't know that many get to go out on their own terms like you did. Eh? I think I might be the only one in Calgary, and <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it was good too because it was my idea to, to bring Jesse in. Yeah, and then I thought I said, give me two years to to get people to know him yeah. before I leave because yeah. no matter who you replace a longtime guy with, people are going to have some animosity towards him. But when you did it the way we did it, yeah. and I just sort of slipped out the back door. Just transitioned out, and, yeah. And gave them my blessing. The yep. radio station never missed a beat. Yeah, that's awesome. And, he, yeah. and Jesse, he's... Uh, oh, he's crazy. He's, he's a great He's guy. bought into Toolshed, I saw, just yeah, last he's, week. He's yeah, he's the funnest little gorilla you'll ever meet. <laughs> that's he's awesome. a monster of a man. Yeah, yeah. I haven't met him, but yeah. uh, that's awesome. That's excellent. Uh, before we wrap up, where can folks, uh, social media, where can folks I'm find you, Flapjack follow you? Flapjack92 at Shaw.ca is my email if they ever want to get in touch with right. me. Um, I'm on uh, I'm on uh, Twitter, of course. Yep. Uh, I'm also on Facebook on two. There's a Jerry Forbes page and a Jerry Forbesy page. All right. Um, uh, Instagram too, Jerry Forbes. So I'm on just about everything. I'm not a TikTok guy yet. Yeah, I'm that's just yeah. not that young. I am with you. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I keep hearing I should be, but uh, yeah, I just no, no, yeah. that that is Snapchat. Just no. never really appealed no, to me. My 18 year old is here, yep. acknowledging that I don't need to be no, on TikTok. Please don't. Maybe I'm okay. And please don't don't <laughs> sign up to my page and have a look. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last question I ask everybody, Jerry, it's uh, it's dinner time, and I you know I do follow you, and it looks like you yep. eat out a fair bit. Yep. 
Well, uh, almost every night. Okay, so yeah. maybe uh, the odd time you do are at home, and maybe you got the grill fired up. Uh, what's the What's the go to for you? Um, I'm a I'm a ribs and and steak guy. Yeah. Um, but you see what steaks cost now when you Crazy. I'm shocked. Oh, it's nuts. Yeah. We went and bought some on the weekend, and uh, like a tenderloin was a uh, hundred dollars a kilogram. It's nuts. And, eh? and it's funny because my wife used to work in the cattle industry. Okay. She's yeah. just like, maybe I should have stayed in the should cattle industry. In yeah. Well, I think that the problem is, depending where you are, it's not. Uh, well, even for the even for the ranchers now, even to buy the to buy the the stock. Yeah. Is cost them a lot of money, so yeah. it's it's just. But I love steak so yeah. much, I'm going to pay the price anyway. Yeah, those high those high prices aren't yeah, necessarily and, getting back to and, the and, and to and the back ranchers. Ribs, though. Back ribs, you can't beat. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do a lot of that. Awesome. I'm not good enough to do brisket. I just go to Booker's and pick it up and bring it home. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome, Jerry. Thanks so much for doing this. Oh really no, thank you for it. having me on. A lot of fun. Absolutely. Thanks. I'll see you at the barbecue. Absolutely. You are listening to Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast, and it is time now for some barbecue news. Brought to you by The Barrel Boss Q, a family-owned and operated small business in Leduc County, Alberta, and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it's in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly Troy and The Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents to slow down a bit, and spend some quality time with family and friends. Isn't that what it's all about? From entry level all the way to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block, or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. Visit them online at BarrelBossQ.ca and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Taking a look at the Canadian event calendar, the only remaining event is coming up November 26th and 27th in Regina, Saskatchewan, the Agribition Supreme Barbecue Competition. Email info at prairiebbq.com for details on that event. And while we're talking about events, I want to give a big shout-out to the folks in Manitoba, including Rob and Bridget at Big Smoke Barbecue. They hosted a rib competition this past weekend, and looks like it was an amazing, awesome success. So well done, guys. Uh, keep up the good work in getting the Manitoba barbecue scene back up and running. There have been some recent happenings on the Alberta Barbecue Trail that I wanted to tell you about. Up in Edmonton, the Transit Smokehouse and Barbecue has finally opened up. After a very long and drawn-out process that included a lot of back and forth with the local regulators up there over permits and such. Also in Edmonton, coming up the Canadian Thanksgiving long weekend, my buddy Mel from Dark Side of the Grill is doing a pop-up this Saturday, October 9th at Polar Park Brewing. Mel's kick-ass trailer-mounted offset smoker Elvira will be on hand for the event, and so will I. I'm planning on driving up earlier in the day to have lunch at Transit and then take in Mel's event at the brewery in the evening. I'm hoping to see lots of the barbecue community there, and I'm looking for a person or two from Calgary that would be interested in carpooling up for the event. Let me know if you're interested. I featured South Block Barbecue on the podcast back at the end of June, and they opened shortly after that on 4th Street in Calgary's lively Mission neighborhood. Haven't had the chance to get there yet to check them out, but they are hosting a Buffalo Trace bourbon dinner on October 28th with a great lineup of bourbons and an amazing-looking dinner menu. 
Tickets are $95 each, and I'm awfully tempted to pull the trigger on this one. Check out their social media for details, and drop me a line if you're planning to go. And finally, coming up in a couple of weeks at the Mountain View Heritage Center in Cremona, Alberta, our good friend Rob Reinhart will be in from Saskatchewan to host a Pitmaster Fundamentals class on Saturday, October the 16th, and then on Sunday there's the Pitmaster Banquet. Visit the Heritage Center on Facebook for details and tickets at MVE The Heritage Center. Thanks for listening in, everybody. Please drop me a line to let me know what you think about the changes to the show. Be sure to follow Eat More Barbecue on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we're online at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week.